Book One, Chapters Eleven to Eighteen of the Confessions of Saint Augustine, translated by E. B. Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Book One, Chapter Eleven. As a boy, then, I had already heard of an eternal life, promised us through the humility of the Lord our God, stooping to our pride, and even from the womb of my mother, who greatly hoped in thee, I was sealed with the mark of his cross, and salted with his salt. Thou sawest, Lord, how while yet a boy, being seized on a time with sudden oppression of the stomach, and like near to death, thou sawest, my God, for thou wert my keeper, with what eagerness and what faith I sought, from the pious care of my mother and thy church, the mother of us all, the baptism of thy Christ, my God and Lord. Whereupon the mother of my flesh, being much troubled, since, with a heart pure in thy faith, she even more lovingly travailed in birth of my salvation, would in eager haste have provided for my consecration and cleansing by the health-giving sacraments, confessing thee, Lord Jesus, for the remission of sins, unless I had suddenly recovered. And so, as if I must needs be again polluted, should I live, my cleansing was deferred because the defilements of sin would after that washing bring greater and more perilous guilt i then already believed and my mother and the whole household except my father yet did not he prevail over the power of my mother's piety in me that as he did not yet believe so neither should i for it was her earnest care that thou my god rather than he shouldst be my father and in this thou didst aid her to prevail over her husband, whom she, the better, obeyed, therein also obeying thee, who hast so commanded. I beseech thee, my God, I would fain know, if so thou willest, for what purpose my baptism was then deferred. Was it for my good that the rain was laid loose, as it were, upon me for my sin, or was it not laid loose? If not, why does it still echo in our ears on all sides? Let him alone, let him do as he will, for he is not yet baptized. But as to bodily health, no one says, Let him be the worse wounded, for he is not yet healed. How much better, then, had I been at once healed, and then, by my friend's diligence and my own, my soul's recovered health had been kept safe in thy keeping who gavest it? Better truly, but how many and great waves of temptation seemed to hang over me after my boyhood! These my mother foresaw, and preferred to expose to them the clay whence I might afterwards be moulded, than the very cast when made. CHAPTER Twelve. In boyhood itself, however, so much less dreaded for me than youth, I loved not study, and hated to be forced to it. Yet I was forced, and this was well done towards me, but I did not well. For, unless forced, I had not learnt. But no one doth well against his will, even though what he doth be well. Yet neither did they well who forced me, but what was well came to me from thee, my God. For they were regardless how I should employ what they forced me to learn, except to satiate the insatiate desires of a wealthy beggary, and a shameful glory. But thou, by whom the very hairs of our head are numbered, didst use for my good the error of all who urged me to learn, and my own, who would not learn, 
thou didst use for my punishment a fit penalty for one so small a boy and so great a sinner so by those who did not well thou didst well for me and by my own sin thou didst justly punish me for thou hast commanded and so it is that every inordinate affection should be its own punishment chapter thirteen but why did i so much hate the greek which i studied as a boy i do not yet fully know for the latin i loved not what my first masters but what the so-called grammarians taught me for those first lessons reading writing and arithmetic i thought as great a burden and penalty as any greek and yet whence was this too but from the sin and vanity of this life because i was flesh and a breath that passeth away and cometh not again for those first lessons were better certainly because more certain by them i obtained and still retain the power of reading what i find written and myself writing what i will whereas in the others i was forced to learn the wanderings of one Ianus, forgetful of my own and to weep for dead dido because she killed herself for love the while with dry eyes i endured my miserable self-dying among these things far from thee o god my life for what more miserable than a miserable being who commiserates not himself weeping the death of dido for love to aeneas but weeping not his own death for want of love to thee o god thou light of my heart thou bread of my inmost soul thou power who givest vigour to my mind who quickenest my thoughts i loved thee not i committed fornication against thee and all around me thus fornicating there echoed well done well done for the friendship of this world is fornication against thee and well done well done echoes on till one is ashamed not to be thus a man and all this i wept not i who wept for dido slain and seeking by the sword a stroke and wound extreme myself seeking the while a worse extreme the extremest and lowest of thy creatures having forsaken thee earth passing into the earth and if forbid to read all this i was grieved that i might not read what grieved me madness like this is thought a higher and richer learning than that by which i learned to read and write but now my god cry aloud in my soul and let thy truth tell me not so not so far better was that first study for lo i would readily forget the wanderings of aeneas and all the rest rather than how to read and write but over the entrance of the grammar school is a veil drawn true yet is this not so much an emblem of aught recondite as a cloak of error let not those whom i no longer fear cry out against me while i confess to thee my god whatever my soul will and acquiesce in condemnation of my evil ways that i may love thy good ways let not either buyers or sellers of grammar learning cry out against me for if i question them whether it be true that aeneas came on a time to carthage as the poet tells the less learned will reply that they do not know the more learned that he never did but should i ask with what letters the name aeneas is written every one who has learnt this will answer me aright as to the signs which men have conventionally settled if again i should ask 
what might be forgotten with least detriment to the concerns of life reading and writing or these poetic fictions who does not foresee what all must answer who have not wholly forgotten themselves i sinned then when as a boy i preferred those empty to those more profitable studies or rather loved the one and hated the other one and one two two and two four this was to me a hateful sing-song the wooden horse lined with armed men and the burning of troy and Caresus shade and sad similitude were the choice spectacle of my vanity chapter fourteen why then did i hate the greek classics which have the like tales for homer also curiously wove the like fictions and is mostly sweetly vain yet was he bitter to my boyish taste and so i suppose would virgil be to grecian children when forced to learn him as i was homer difficulty in truth the difficulty of a foreign tongue dashed as it were with gall all the sweetness of grecian fable for not one word of it did i understand and to make me understand i was urged vehemently with cruel threats and punishments time was also as an infant i knew no latin but this i learned without fear or suffering by mere observation amid the caresses of my nursery and jests of friends smiling and sportively encouraging me this i learned without any pressure of punishment to urge me on for my heart urged me to give birth to its conceptions which i could only do by learning words not of those who taught but of those who talked with me in whose ears also i gave birth to the thoughts whatever i conceived no doubt then that a free curiosity has more force in our learning these things than a frightful enforcement only this enforcement restrains the rovings of that freedom through thy laws o my god thy laws from the master's cane to the martyr's trials being able to temper us for a wholesome bitter recalling us to thyself from that deadly pleasure which lures us from thee chapter fifteen hear lord my prayer let not my soul faint unto thy discipline nor let me faint confessing unto thee all thy mercies whereby thou hast drawn me out of all my most evil ways that thou mightst become a delight to me above all the allurements which i once pursued that i may most entirely love thee and clasp thy hand with all my affections and thou mayest yet rescue me from every temptation even unto the end for lo o lord my king and my god for thy service be whatever useful thing my childhood learned for thy service that i speak write read reckon for thou didst grant me thy discipline while i was learning vanities and my sin of delighting in those vanities thou hast forgiven in them indeed i learnt many a useful word but these may as well be learned in things not vain and that is the safe path for the steps of youth chapter sixteen but woe is thee thou torrent of human custom who shall stand against thee how long shalt thou not be dried up how long roll the sons of eve into that huge and hideous ocean which even they scarcely overpass who climb the cross did i not read in thee of jove the thunderer and the adulterer but doubtless he could not be but so the feigned thunder might countenance and pander to real adultery 
and now which of our gowned masters lends a sober ear to one from whom their own school cries out these were homer's fictions transferring things human to the gods would he had brought down things divine to us yet more truly had he said these are indeed his fictions but attributing a divine nature to wicked man that crimes might be no longer crimes and whoso commits them might seem to imitate not abandoned men but the celestial gods and yet thou hellish torrent into thee are cast the sons of men with rich rewards for compassing such learning and a great solemnity is made of it when this is going on in the forum within sight of laws appointing a salary beside the scholar's payments and thou lashest thy rocks and roarest hence words are learned hence eloquence most necessary to gain your ends or maintain opinions as if we should have never known such words as golden shower lap beguile temples of the heavens or others in that passage unless terence had brought a lewd youth upon the stage setting up jupiter as his example of seduction viewing a picture where the tale was drawn of jove's descending in a golden shower to danae's lap a woman to beguile and then mark how he excites himself to lust as by celestial authority and what god great jove who shakes heaven's highest temples with his thunder and i poor mortal man not do the same i did it and with all my heart i did it not one whit more easily are the words learnt for all this vileness but by their means the vileness is committed with less shame not that i blame the words being as it were choice and precious vessels but that wine of error which is drunk to us in them by intoxicated teachers and if we too drink not we are beaten and have no sober judge to whom we may appeal yet o oh my god in whose presence i now without hurt may remember this all this unhappily i learnt willingly with great delight and for this was pronounced a hopeful boy chapter seventeen bear with me my god while i say somewhat of my wit thy gift and on what dotages i wasted it for a task was set me troublesome enough to my soul upon terms of praise or shame and fear of stripes to speak the words of juno as she raged and mourned that she could not this trojan prince from latium turn which words i had heard juno never uttered but we were forced to go astray in the footsteps of these poetic fictions and to say in prose much what he expressed in verse and his speaking was most applauded in whom the passions of rage and grief were most preeminent and clothed in the most fitting language maintaining the dignity of the character what is it to me o my true life my god that my declamation was applauded above so many of my own age and class is not all this smoke and wind and was there nothing else whereon to exercise my wit and tongue thy praises lord thy praises might have stayed the yet tender shoot of my heart by the prop of thy scriptures so had it not trailed away amid these empty trifles a defiled prey for the fowls of the air for in more ways than one do men sacrifice to the rebellious angels chapter eighteen 
but what marvel that i was thus carried away to vanities and went out from thy presence o my god when men were set before me as models who if in relating some action of theirs in itself not ill they committed some barbarism or solecism being censured were abashed but when in rich and adorned and well-ordered discourse they related to their own disordered life being bepraised they gloried these things thou seest lord and holdest thy peace long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth wilt thou hold thy peace for ever and even now thou drawest out of this horrible gulf the soul that seeketh thee that thirsteth for thy pleasures whom heart saith unto thee i have sought thy face thy face lord will i seek for darkened affections is removal from thee for it is not by our feet or change of place that men leave thee or return unto thee or did that thy younger son look out for horses or chariots or ships fly with invisible wings or journey by the motion of his limbs that he might in a fair country waste in riotous living all thou gavest at his departure a loving father when thou gavest and more loving unto him when he returned empty so then in lustful that is in darkened affections is the true distance from thy face behold o lord god yea behold patiently as thou art wont how carefully the sons of men observe the covenanted rules of letters and syllables received from those who spake before them neglecting the eternal covenant of everlasting salvation received from thee insomuch that a teacher or learner of the hereditary laws of pronunciation will more offend man by speaking without the aspirate of an human being in desperate of the laws of grammar than if he a human being hate a human being in despite of thine and if any enemy could be more hurtful than the hatred with which he is incensed against him or who could wound more deeply him whom he persecutes than he wounds his own soul by his enmity assuredly no science of letters can be so innate as the record of conscience that he is doing to another what from another he would be loath to suffer how deep are thy ways o god thou only great that sitteth silent on heaven by an unwearied law dispensing penal blindness to lawless desires in quest of the fame of eloquence a man standing before a human judge surrounded by a human throng declaiming against his enemy with fiercest hatred will take heed most watchfully lest by an error of the tongue he murder the word human being but takes no heed lest through the fury of his spirit he murder the real human being this was the world at whose gate unhappily i lay in my boyhood this the stage where i had feared more to commit a barbarism than having committed one to envy those who had not these things i speak and confess to thee my god for which i had praise from them whom i thought it all virtue to please for i saw not the abyss of vileness wherein i was cast away from thine eyes before them what more foul than i was already displeasing even such as myself with innumerable lies deceiving my tutor my masters my parents from love of play eagerness to see vain shows and restlessness to imitate them thefts also i committed from my parents cellar and table enslaved by greediness 
or that i might have to give to boys who sold me their play which all the while they liked no less than i in this play too i often sought unfair conquests conquered myself meanwhile by vain desire of preeminence and what could i so ill endure or when i detected it upbraided i so fiercely as that i was doing to others and for which if detected i was upbraided i chose rather to quarrel than to yield and is this the innocence of boyhood not so lord not so i cry thy mercy o my god for these very sins as riper years succeed these very sins are transferred from tutors and masters from nuts and balls and sparrows to magistrates and kings to gold and manners and slaves just as severer punishments displace the cane it was the low stature then of childhood which thou our king didst commence an emblem of lowliness when thou saidst of such is the kingdom of heaven yet lord to thee the creator and governor of the universe most excellent and most good thanks were due to thee our god even hadst thou destined for me a boyhood only for even then i was i lived and felt and had an implanted providence over my own well-being a trace of that mysterious unity whence i was derived i guarded by the inward sense the entireness of my senses and in these minute pursuits and in my thoughts on things minute i learnt to delight in truth i hated to be deceived had a vigorous memory was gifted with speech was soothed by friendship avoided pain baseness ignorance in so small a creature what was not wonderful not admirable but all are gifts of my god it was not i who gave them me and good these are and these together are myself good then is he that made me and he is my good and before him will i exult for every good which of a boy i had for it was my sin that not in him but in his creatures myself and others i sought for pleasures sublimities truths and so fell headlong into sorrows confusions errors thanks be to thee my joy and my glory and my confidence my god thanks be to thee for thy gifts but do thou preserve them to me for so wilt thou preserve me and these things shall be enlarged and perfected which thou hast given me and i myself shall be with thee since even to be thou hast given me end of book one